Parents and guardians, it's time once again for the Fearless Parenting Show. Well, 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 welcome back to another episode of Fearless Parenting. Today we're back with author and speaker Lauren Nelson. Lauren is a mother of two and a wife of a pastor. She has a religious degree from Pacific Lutheran University and 20 plus years of ministry experience with children, teens, and adults. You'll find a link to her book, She Rose, in the podcast description, so please, please check it out. Lauren is going to continue to share her passion about the courageous She Rose of the Bible with us. So without further ado, here's Lauren Nelson. But that's not the only example that you can look to. I know that you also in your book talk about examples that little girls and grown ladies could yes. look to. Yes. Yes. Well, and one of the reasons, you know, that I that I wrote this was because my daughter asked me something that I think a lot of women and a lot of girls have in their mind. This is their question is my daughter said, "Why why are boys more important than girls?" Whoa. That's what she said to me. She was seven years old. We were on our way to church. And I said, what are you, what do you mean? What are you talking about? And she said, it seems like God thinks boys are more important than girls because all we learn about in church are boys. Wow. And I said, I know. And I said, well, you know, I began to say, well, have you heard of, you know, this person, this person, you know, and she said, yeah, I mean, I've heard of them, but we just, we don't talk about them. Like we talk about the boys. And that was so convicting to me. So I went to try to find her a book to buy just to teach her about these women in the Bible. And the only books that I found at the time um, portrayed the women more like princesses and they were more just quiet and proper and, 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 and they weren't ordinary. They weren't ordinary people like you and me that did extraordinary things. And I thought, oh my gosh, none of these books are highlighting these heroic things that these women have done. And that's what I've always been drawn to is the heroic things about these women. So I think a lot of women today, just since I started, wrote the book, I've had countless women and kids, mostly women say, there's, thank you for writing this book because there's no women in the Bible. And I said, I couldn't write this book if there were no women in the Bible. There are. (laughs) And so there's 26. I write about 26 women. There's 20 stories, but 26 women that did heroic things for God. And there's so many more women mentioned in the Bible that did awesome things, but they they weren't necessarily heroic. And the thing that I really related to in, in every single one of these women is that they each had their own fear that they experienced Mm. in their life. And every, every one of their fear was different, but they had a fear that when they gave it to God and they submitted it to him and trusted him, he did miraculous things in their lives. So, you know, you asked for, you know, a few examples and Oh, please, please. Yeah. There's so many, but you know, even the first story in my book, it's, it's kind of at the very beginning of the Bible, um, back in Exodus, but, but Shifra and Pua, you know, they, I hadn't heard of them before, but as I'm reading in, in, you know, the Bible to learn what women did heroic things, these women were midwives in Egypt and they were told they were ordered to kill every newborn baby boy, Israelite boy that was born. And they said, 
okay, you know, they acted like they were going to do it. And then they said they feared God more than they feared the king. And mm. they said, I will not do that. So they came together and, 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 and they oversaw all these midwives and they made the decision. No, we will make sure that we are not only going to not kill these babies. We are going to make sure that they live and have a really healthy, great um, delivery. And so one of those babies was Moses without Shifra and Pua. There's we would no not Moses. have Moses. And so, and then, you know, also Miriam and Jochebed, Jochebed was Moses's mom. And she did the heroic thing of hiding, um, of hiding him for those, for that time. And then putting, and then trusting God with him and putting him into the Nile river. As I was doing research, there's crocodiles in the Nile river. It's a scary yeah, place. <laughs> and that's where the Pharaoh the king of Egypt, that's where he was throwing, having all these newborn baby Israelite boys were being thrown into the Nile River to be killed. And yet she's trusting God with her baby and having him float in this basket in the Nile River. Well, you know, my son was watching this special. It was talking about the Nile River. Yeah. There are certain places where it flows quickly. Right. And rapidly. Uh so that that's just amazing. So not only do you have the the crocodiles and, and, and other dangers there, but the rapid moving water also. So right, and they and and all the Egyptians want this baby boy dead. I mean, and then miraculously, you've got the the princess of Egypt is another shero because she actually makes the decision. She she knows it's an Israelite baby, but she decides to save him and keep him for herself, and she raises him in the household of Pharaoh. And so just God had his hand on each of those women and on Moses. And I just love those stories because all of them, if you could just dive deep into them and see, I know they were afraid, you know, for various reasons for oh, their absolutely, life. Absolutely, Because the, you know, the Pharaoh held uh, life and death, you know, right. or at least he thought he did uh, right. in, in, in his hands. And uh, they were, you know, they were kind of bucking the system and they saying, were. Well, you know what, we're, we're going to follow God in this. And, you know, that that's faith. That's right. To, to step out there and say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to trust in the Lord. But, you know, in, in Exodus, I believe it's 14, 14, it, it, it says that, hey, be still. I'll fight yes. your battles for you. I and so I'm, I'm hearing you and I'm thinking about the scripture that, you know what, we're we're going to be still in the Lord and we're going to let God go do the things that, that God needs to do. That and is right. About Moses and Moses, you know, through God gave us the 10 commandments that that is awesome. So let me ask you, do you have a new Testament example? Okay. Oh, yeah. You, you hit us there with a one, two, three. I mean, boom, real quick. There. <laughs> so, do you have a new Testament example? Go ahead. Yes, I I love Mary Magdalene. She's one who is an incredible New Testament example. Um, her fear was more, uh, you know, in terms of spiritual warfare, because mm -hmm. the Bible says she was delivered of seven demons. And I know that fear, that is one that loves to just clamp on you. And anybody that's seen The, the Chosen, I actually well, wrote... I was just going to mention The Chosen. Oh. oh, doesn't that just touch your heart? Yes. My and you know... Loved on oh, her. Yes, it's the most powerful. Her story. She is the Shiro of the Chosen. I mean, everything is built on her story. Even the first episode is her. 
I mean, that sets the foundation. I mean, she is so incredible. But the crazy thing is the Lord did not have me watch The Chosen until after I wrote these stories because I didn't want to be influenced and I didn't mm. want him to influence me when I was writing. So, you know, the the director to influence me while I was writing it. So I thought, okay, I, w- I just want to hear from you, Lord. But it's crazy how much similarities there are, especially just in terms of her wrestling. And it's a children's book. So obviously I don't, I don't make it too scary sounding like the, right, that right. episode of the chosen is pretty intense and that's probably more accurate. Oh, it's, a, it's absolutely. Yes. Intense. Yes. And so I really talk about that wrestle, you know, she's, she's, in my, in the book that I, that I wrote, she's, she's in bed and she's just wrestling with these, with these tormenting spirits. And then when, as soon as Jesus enters the room, it's like this flood of, of peace goes over her body and she experiences his love and his acceptance because she's been so rejected for so long, but he comes and he just overwhelms her with his love. And she ends up getting set free from this fear and set free from the the bondage of just being even just stuck in bed all the time to becoming a disciple of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And she's not one of the 12, but she is, she is with him nonstop. She and is she was there. Both- she was most definitely discipled. Yes. And you know, God being there for her in the midst of her storms, and she had a lot of storms going out the time. Yes. That, that she could find peace in him. See, yes. when God shows up on the scene, no matter everything changes. Have, yeah. No matter what you got going on around you, you know, once God steps on the scene, you don't have to worry about all those other things because they're not greater than the creator who holds you in his hand. That's right. Wow. That's I, right. I, I love that. So moms and dads, I, I want to tell you, I'm going to have in the show notes links to Lord's book. You'll be able to find it in the podcast description You can click on it and it will take you directly to her site where you can uh, purchase this book and also find out a little bit more about her and her ministry. Well, that concludes part two of our three-part interview with the author of She Rose, Lauren Nelson. So be back, please, for part three as Lauren continues to share her passion of She Rose stories with us. I invite you to invite a friend or two to check out this series of episodes and have them subscribe to the Fearlessly Parody podcast. You'll find a link to the podcast directory where they can download this and other episodes of our podcast. So until next we meet, as always, I want to challenge you to go forth and fearlessly parody. God bless.